0: Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27, and we're going to see how faith looks to God, and we're going to see how Moses looked to God, even in the midst of incredible circumstances. Well, this morning, before we get into that, though, we're going to continue our scripture reading in 2 Timothy, and we come to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And interestingly, Moses is mentioned in 2 Timothy, uh, chapter 3 doesn't necessarily have to do a ton with what we're going to be looking at, but it is just kind of a fun little factoid there that he is mentioned in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and it says this, "...but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captive, gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as Janus and Jambras resisted Moses, so... Do these also resist the truth, men of corrupt minds, disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. And yes, and all who uh, desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from uh, whom you have learned them. And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. We see the importance of God's Word in this chapter. There's a lot that's going on in this chapter, but we really do see the importance of God's Word, and I hope that this is why you're listening to Shouts of Grace, is so that you can be more connected to God's Word, and so that God's Word can move you towards doctrine, towards correction, towards instruction and in righteousness, towards reproof, that you may be equipped and thoroughly equipped for every good work, because remember— The idea of the shout of grace is that that was the promise that God gave Zerubbabel, gave to Zerubbabel, that he would complete the work that he had, the task that he had of finishing the temple, that he would finish it with a shout of grace, and God has given you works that you are to walk in, and you can only finish them with a shout of grace of grace, which means you have to be connected to his word. But let's get connected to God's word today by looking at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27, and it says this, by faith he, this is Moses, forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. We've got a lot that I want to get to today. In fact, I want to actually point out four things today. Normally, it's just two or three, but we're going to point out four things in this small verse, so we better get into it and get moving quick. Otherwise, we're going to have to take a couple days on this. But the first thing they want us to see this morning is that faith abandons the world. Faith abandons the world. You see, it says, "'By faith he forsook Egypt.'" Moses forsook Egypt. Now to forsake here, it means to leave behind, to abandon. Moses left his old life behind. It wasn't that he simply left Egypt, but he completely closed the door on ever going back in the sense of becoming an Egyptian again. He rejected his right to become a son of Egypt. He rejected the treasure that they had. He rejected the comfort that was found in Egypt, and he completely abandoned the person that he was being groomed to become. He left his friends behind. He left his career or potential career behind. He shut the door on that chapter of life. And you know, our faith, your faith should cause you to abandon the world also. Now, understand, I'm not talking about not living in the world or becoming so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good or whatever other cliche that you want to use there. You see, you're still going to be around unsaved people. And of course, you're still going to have sin all around you living in this world. In fact, you're probably going to be struggling through sin, right, on a daily basis. But you should not be of the world. See, unsaved people should not be your closest friends. You should be putting off your sin on a daily basis and having victory over sin in your life. Though sin is around you, and that means you shouldn't be shocked by it, you should also not be drawn into it. You should be seeking to take yourself out of sin's way and removing it from your life. Frankly put, you should be crucifying the old man on a daily basis. And that's what your faith should move you towards. You should look at the promises of God just as Moses did. Look at all that he left behind, and he abandoned all that to pursue Christ. We looked at it yesterday so, so that he would go and, and enjoy in the sufferings of Christ, to suffer with the people of God. Do you have that kind of a faith? You need to leave the old man behind. You need to remember 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and you need to live within this promise. You need to go and to grasp that promise. Look at that title or the deed. Lay hold of it and have evidences in your life where it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You need to abandon your old life of the old man. You need to shut the chapter on the old life. Get rid of that sin that's in your life. You know, I I think about when when my parents got saved, their whole life changed. You know, they they still are, are acquaintances with some of their old friends, but the reality of it is, is that they got new friends after they got saved. The reality of it is, is that they got a new way of life, The reality of it is, is they got rid of their sinful habits and they found new habits, reading the Bible, going to church, praying, sharing the gospel, all of those things. They're walking in their new life that they got. They abandoned. They shut the chapter on that life. And you need to do so the same just as Moses did. The second thing they want us to see here this morning is that faith doesn't fear man. Faith doesn't fear man. And this is what it said. It said, by faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, not fearing the wrath of the king. Now, the king would have been very upset with Moses. Pharaoh would have been very upset with Moses. I mean, think about what happened. Moses rejected being an Egyptian. Well, that would be pretty offensive to pretty much any Egyptian, right? I mean, and, and of course, to a greater sense, the Pharaoh. But then Moses also rejected being called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I mean, that's almost a slap in the face to a king, I'm sure. Because, you know, can you imagine Pharaoh sitting there? It's not just that, hey, you're rejecting our people, but, but you're rejecting literally being in my lineage, in my family. You're turning your back on me? Do you not know who I am? I mean, you can almost hear him saying that. Moses then goes and he kills an Egyptian, protecting his people, further solidifying that he is not on the side of the Egyptians. You know, Moses had a lot of reasons to fear man and to change his tune. I mean, He had committed a crime. He was turning his back on the the Egyptian lifestyle. He was going and and, and turning his back on everything that he could have had, and he was going and and personally insulting the king of Egypt and kings at those point in times. I mean, they they did some horrible things whenever they were upset. He had a lot of reasons to be afraid, but by faith— Moses had a different fear. See, by faith, Moses feared God and not the king. And the reality of it is, is that if you rightly fear God, you will fear no man. If you bow before God, if you have a true fear of him, you can stand before any man. And so the question is, is who do you fear in your life? You know, every day you have situations that come up that are going to test who you are going to fear. You might not be in danger of losing your life, but you're still tempted to fear man. You know, will you witness to your friend? Will you stand for Christian values while they're being mocked? Will you pray publicly while nobody else is? Even think of it before your meal. I mean, that's the fear of man if you're choosing not to pray before your meal because, well, none of my friends do, none of your coworkers do. Well, a problem. You see, faith doesn't fear man because faith is a title or a deed, meaning you you might not be able to see the promises yet in your life, but you know that you will receive it. And fearing man is fearing what you see or what you know in front of you. You're going to hear people laugh at you. Faith is deaf to those laughing, to that laughing. You'll get strange looks given to you, but faith turns a blind eye to the strange looks. And of course, you're you're going to feel harsh comments when you stand for Christ. But faith is immune to those harsh comments. And it puts an armor on, it puts a shield up, a shield of faith, because faith sees beyond all of that. And it looks to our maker, Whom we seek to please. The third thing that I want us to see this morning is that faith endures. You see, Moses endured, and it says this by faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. See, Moses endured, and this is that idea of being steadfast and patient. See, when Moses left Egypt, he was 40 years old, and when he returned, he was not 41. He was not 42. He was not even 50. He was 80 years old. God took 40 years preparing Moses for the ministry of leading his people out of Egypt. Understand, Moses knew that that God had tasked him with this ministry when he was 40. That's why he was going and standing up in the midst of the oppression in Egypt. See, this would have taken patience. This would have taken steadfastness. This would have taken an enduring faith. Moses continued to believe God, and Moses left Egypt in faith, and he endured then in faith as God prepared him. See, though Moses was patient, he was not idle. Remember, faith may wait patiently, but it never sits idle. See, Moses became a shepherd, he started a family, and these were things that God used to prepare him for this greater ministry. As, as he became a shepherd, well, what did God eventually have him do? He had him shepherd his people. As he started a family, well, what did God have him do? He had him lead that family, and then Moses was learning how to lead there. See, Moses continued to move in life as he waited for God to direct him, In those experiences that God gave him was preparing him for what God was calling him to do. Faith may wait patiently, but but it never sits idle. While waiting for God, Moses worked for God. And you have circumstances in your life that God is preparing you to do something greater for, but are you learning those lessons that you're supposed to be learning? Are you putting into those things that God is calling you to do right now as he's preparing you for those greater things that he has for you? Are you enduring? You know, we often find ourselves in times of waiting, and perhaps you're in a time of waiting. Most likely it won't be for 40 years, but it could be. And this is part of life. You might be waiting for a particular ministry. You might be waiting for a stage in life. You might be waiting for a better job. You might be waiting simply for a solid direction in life. But the question is, is what are you doing in those times of waiting or endurance? Are you steadfast? Does your faith force you to trust God even when he seems silent and he says, just keep your nose to the grindstone? Does your faith force you to trust God even when nothing seems to be happening? Do you just idly sit by? Now, that's a horrendous sin to just idly sit by because you're telling God two things. One, you're telling him, I demand that you meet my desires before I move. And two, you're saying, I do not trust God because I can't see you working. See, God can direct you in a thousand different directions and in a thousand different ways. He can spin you in every degree. But if you're just sitting idle, then nothing will happen. Personally, people often lose godly perspective because God told them to wait. And instead of being patient and working for God while they wait, they sit idle. That's just a problem. It's just a problem. Faith may wait patiently, but it never sits idle. The final thing that I want us to see here this morning is that faith looks to God. See, how did Moses endure? It says that he looked, or he's seeing, as seeing him who is invisible. See, how Moses endured was that he looked to God, he saw him who is invisible for 40 years of waiting it didn't it didn't deter his faith it didn't move him from that spot in who god was or what god can do in spite of not being able to see god and in spite of you know just waiting i mean he was he he was in the wilderness moses believed god moses's eyes were set on heavenly things and not on earthly things and and, and this is faith now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Moses in the wilderness is is perhaps one of the greatest, if not the greatest, picture of faith because God did not do anything incredible in human eyes. We barely have anything recorded. We We can pick up on some things that were going on, like he was shepherding. We know that. But Moses believed God. Even when things didn't go according to his plan, even when he was supposed to wait, for 40 years he was waiting for God to do something, but yet he believed in God, and he kept busy. These are the evidence of things not seen. He kept busy while he was waiting. So what do you see with your faith? Do you see the invisible? Do you see that God is working and that he is going to accomplish incredible things? Do you believe that God will work? Do you have faith to see that, that God will work even if you don't get your way or your time or your results exactly when you want them? I hope so. I hope that you have the faith of Moses, a faith that abandons the world, a faith that doesn't fear man a faith that endures, and a faith that sets its eyes on Christ. Well, thank you for listening today, and remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Oh, but even in darkness we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome so that war you've been fighting.